0: This is episode 160, Break Your Addiction to Negative Thinking with Danielle. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hello and welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. So question for you, or a couple questions, actually. Would you say that you often have negative thoughts, thoughts that don't make you feel very good, and you really know the value of positive thinking, but you just can't seem to totally shift it? If your answer was yes, or even sometimes to any of the above questions, you're going to love today's coaching session with Danielle. As a reminder, every Wednesday I put up a live life coaching episode, one that is totally unedited and unproduced. You get to basically have an ear to what a coaching session sounds like. And you can also watch episodes of me coaching people on the podcast if you go to youtube.com/slash Christine Hassler. And every Saturday, I have a coach's corner where I interview another thought leader, I answer your written questions. Or I just talk about something that I think would be valuable to you. Sometimes I guide you through meditations as well. So Coach's Corner every Saturday and Coaching Sessions every Wednesday. And if you're just starting to listen to the show and you want to binge on some coaching episodes, all the numbered episodes are the coaching episodes, and you can just search through the titles that jump out to you. Before I dive into the questions for you to consider when you're listening to this episode, I want to take a moment to tell you about our sponsor for this week, Express. So when your billable hours start running into your happy hours, there's no time for an outfit change. Rewrite the rules of dressing for the job with Style for Work at Express. These fashion-forward pieces are designed to make syncing your professional schedule and personal life easier than ever. Shop Style for Work at Express and go from your first meeting to your last without compromising your personal style. So here's your call to action. Shop Style for Work now at your nearest Express store or on express.com. Get $25 off when you spend $100 on anything at Express using code CHRISTINE in store Or 4843 at express.com. That's promo code Christine in store or 4843 at express.com. All right, now some questions as you're listening to this coaching call with Danielle. Consider Are you a negative thinker? Do you tend to sabotage things before they really even get started, like a relationship, a job, friendship, fitness plan? Is anxiety something you'd like to feel less of? Do you desire a healthy, loving, romantic relationship? are you the child of immigrants? Keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching session with Danielle, and be sure to listen to my breakdown after this call, because I teach a little more and really break down what exactly happened in this session. Danielle, welcome to the show. What's your question? Hi, Christine. Thank you so much for welcoming me
1: to the show. Mm -hmm. And I'm very happy to be on the podcast with you. And basically, my question is, I am addicted to negative thinking. I feel that without it, I am unsafe, Mm -hmm. particularly when I'm in a relationship, though. I don't get past a certain time period. Typically, it's about a month um, with the person without sabotaging it. Because I put myself into this 24-7 obsessive thought pattern, panic attack, anxiety over the entire relationship not working out despite its full potential. So I guess in essence, my question is, how can I stop this self-sabotage? Because I truly do want to be happy and find a great life partner.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, great question. Thank you for articulating it so clearly. So, one thing is I encourage you not to affirm too much I'm addicted to negative thinking, right? So we don't right. we, we don't want to mm-hmm. keep affirming that. So that's the first thing that I'd say. So, from your point of view, how has negative thinking protected you and served you? You know, I'll be honest with you,
1: um you're not the first person to ask me that question and I truly don't feel and I have experienced and seen through my own auto observation that it hasn't served me any any good, you know, in essence, I would say to change the affirmation in the past, I have, I was addicted to it. And it could be because I created a pattern where I have become so good at it that I don't even realize that it was
0: Mm -hmm.
1: this this, like created pattern, belief system, inner dialogue that I created within me. So let me ask you this.
0: First, it definitely is serving you. Otherwise, you wouldn't be doing it. So we're going to come to how it's serving you and why. And then we're going to get that another way, and it's going to help shift this. But first, I want to – what does your negative thinking sound like? Give me some examples of what it sounds like and particularly – when you reach that point in relationship, like if I was playing the soundtrack to your negative thinking, what kind of things would I hear? You
1: would hear things like, I'm not good enough past this certain time frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would hear things like, he's gonna get tired of me. The fun phase, the enticing phase is just over. It's no longer fun. I'm no longer fun or interesting to him. He's not going to write me back. He's not going to call me back. He's not going to answer me. If I make a phone call or if I make a text, it's mm-hmm. like I create this frenzy inside of me where mm-hmm. I I'm on edge. I, it's almost very much the kind of feeling. It's like a flight fight or flight feeling right, where you yeah. feel like you're almost about to even jump off a building. And it astonishes me that this creates such a physiological. Effect on me, even mm-hmm. where it's like I have shortness of breath. I have that mm-hmm. scared feeling in my chest, mm-hmm. uh, a tightness around my throat, all over a, a call or mm-hmm. a text message not being answered in the time that I think
0: it should be answered in. Do you ever go to amusement parks like Six Flags or any any? Have you ever written go on roller coasters? Let me ask it that way. I sure have. Yes. Okay, okay. I sure have. So when. You're on a big one and, you know, you're going uphill and you hear that sound as you're ratching and ratcheting, ratcheting uphill. What mm-hmm. happens to your body and to your thoughts as you're going up?
1: As I'm going up, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. And when I hear that sound, it, it just builds up more anticipation right. for the peak and then the drop. Right. So the, the the anticipation is a fun, kind of exciting feeling. Beautiful. I, I'm not nervous because I
0: already know what's coming and it's the drop. Exactly. Right. So that uh uh-huh. so here's here's the thing. But do you see that your physiological response is caused by your expectation of what's to come?
1: Absolutely. Okay.
0: Yeah. And so do you see that your physiological response to your thinking is because you're expecting something devastating to happen even if it hadn't happened yet?
1: Yes, it's it's almost like the physiological response to what has yet to happen is worse exactly. than the response I would have even if it did happen.
0: Exactly, and even on the way up a roller coaster, sometimes the insight, excitement and anticipation is even higher than when you scream in the release and you go down. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so I just just stay with me here. So, do you mm-hmm. see that the nervousness, the excitement, everything that's happening now, when you're going up a roller coaster? Is created by your mind. Now, when the roller coaster reaches the peak and you go down, of course you're having a physiological response of your stomach dropping and all those things because you're on a freaking roller coaster. But notice on the way up, everything is created by your mind because of what you're expecting to happen. Mm -hmm. So I'm just using that as a as a picture here, and we're gonna use it as a theme in our call. So going back to Physiological response is created by your beliefs based on what you expect to happen. We Mm -hmm. form expectations of what we expect to happen based on repeated experiences we experience. So if I Mm -hmm. expect that every time I go to a certain restaurant, a certain waiter is going to be there, then that's how Mm -hmm. that expectation gets created. I'm just using super simple examples. I want to know, I want to know, and I'm sure you've thought about this what kind of things happened in your past that created an expectation about the way life works, the way relationships work, the way you're loved, etc.? What were the repetitive events in your past that caused you to expect certain things? Hmm.
1: I'm a product of
0: divorce. Mm-hmm. And
1: Looking back now that I've done a lot of deep digging and deep inner work, I think that I've lacked a lot of self-compassion for things that took place in my childhood. So as I went through them or maybe in the recent years coming off of certain events, I didn't think that those were the causes for, uh, my anxieties in life. And looking back now, I, I've, I've really realized, you know what? Like, yeah, they were pretty tough situations you were in. And in the moment, you dealt with them the best that you could with what you had, but you didn't really realize how much they were affecting you.
0: Yes. So now. So mm-hmm. a, a couple of things. One, you're not a product of divorce. You're a product of God in the universe. Your parents got divorced. Right. Two, tell me a little bit more about what growing up, how old were you when they got divorced? I was Seven you were 7. Okay, so up until then, what was life like at home? Up until then,
1: life was really fun. My early memories of my parents being together were very fun memories, and a lot of everything that I observed and experienced in that time frame is very much embedded in me and a part of who I am today, very fun, festive, social person. And I would say that I grew up in a loving household based on what I saw. It appeared that my parents had a very loving marriage. So when I got the news that, you know, they were going to separate, they sat me down in my grandmother's room one day and they very, you know, adult-like and very, you know, in a very good form told me what was taking place. And it was almost like I knew that that was going to happen, but I didn't want the transition to be a verbal one. It's almost like I wanted it to happen, but not have the talk.
0: Okay. How did you know it was coming? Because they were fighting a lot mm-hmm. in the weeks leading up to the
1: actual decision to separate, mm-hmm. so I was I was seeing a lot of these arguments taking place in front of me, mm-hmm. and I just kind of felt my my intuition, my gut told me that something was about to take place that wasn't going to be very pleasant. Mm-hmm. And then when the separation took place, um, it affected me in the moment and probably for about a week or two thereafter. But then my new normal took place and it was that my parents were just not together anymore.
0: Well, yes. And I do think that it's definitely still affecting you today. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Right. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. How do you think I think it's affecting you? I think that maybe
1: from your standpoint, you can see that it's affecting me because I was not expecting that to take place. Yeah. So when it did take place, it kind of just created this maybe fight or flight pattern inside of me, where I just maybe felt like I always had to be on guard for. There you go. The next bad thing that was going to happen in my yep. life, and I wanted to be prepared for it. So when it happened, yep. it didn't
0: catch me off guard. Exactly. Hmm. Beautiful insight. And this is how your negative thinking serves you. Started. How it started and how it serves you. Because if my life is going great as a child and then I get a massive expectation hangover that my parents all of a sudden are fighting and they split up and my life drastically changes, a couple things are going to happen. I'm going to stop trusting the good because in any moment it can shift And I'm also going to be like, ooh, that was painful. Didn't see it coming. I better be on the lookout for the negative so I can brace myself. I better expect the worst.
1: Right, right, right. It's funny now that you say that because it almost gives me insight into why after my parents got divorced, there was a time where I remember um, living with my mom and her husband. Maybe a few years later, I remember telling her at one point, Mom, you know, I don't know why, but I feel like I'm short of breath all the time. And because I grew up in an environment or in a culture where since we were little, they were basically always embedding in our minds that we couldn't get past a certain kind of weight because being too fat wasn't a good thing. I, in my mind, assumed that the reason why I had a shortness of breath was maybe because I was overweight. Mm Mm-hmm. And now that you've asked me these questions, that has given me new insight. I realize that that anxiety that I felt at such a young age, that came after my parents' divorce, mm-hmm. was possibly a product of the divorce, and yes. not so much me believing that I was so overweight that I was losing my breath over it.
0: Correct. And I love all these insights you're making, Danielle. These are this is so beautiful. And oh, no. also <laughs> and also the weight could be a self-protective thing too, you know, in a way you soothe yourself through emotional eating and all those kinds of things. You no, know, it's mm-hmm. very and you know, it sounds like your parents tried to do a lovely job and is sitting it down and explaining it to you. But it's very shocking for a child to go from stability to instability. Right. Especially at the age you are at. And, you know, I don't want any parents listening to feel massive guilt if you got divorced or anything like that. And I don't think staying in a terrible marriage is the answer either. It's just important to be aware of what happens to us psychologically when our home life goes from something that we feel safe in and something we expect to dramatically changing and catching us off guard a bit. And even being in the home when they were fighting, that was all hard as well. So. But the beautiful thing about the negative thinking is that it, it's the way that you've quote unquote protected yourself that coupled with the weight is the way that you've protected yourself from Mm -hmm. being caught off guard again. And so in a way, sabotaging things and negative thinking is less painful than an abrupt expectation hangover because at least you have control over it at least you have control over sabotaging the relationship and the negative thinking versus if someone just out of the blue breaks up with you. So even though it's miserable and it doesn't feel good, can you see how some part of you has adopted this as a strategy because it gives you a sense of control?
1: 1,000%. And I'll tell you, Christine, I currently um, have a life coach. Um, I I met him um, because of God. I say this all the time, you know, when people ask me, how did you meet him? How did you find him? And I always just say, God, God, because I I I manifested it one day. I said, I want a life coach on a Sunday and I ended up meeting him on a Friday that same week. It was just bizarre, but it was beautiful. It was wonderful. So I have a life coach and I've been seeing a therapist for the past few years. So I've been searching, you know, I've been searching for a, a great part of my life. I'm 33. And. In all the years that I've been doing deep inner work, trying to find the root cause of anxiety or depression or, you know, situations that I find myself in that are not so pleasant emotionally or physiologically, I've never reached the level of insight or awareness about my parents' divorce as I have now on this telephone call with you. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, you're ready. (laughs) you're ready. yeah. And and I don't know what your life coach is working with you on, but this would be an important thing to continue working on and even maybe have him listen to this call. Yeah, And I, I really, I want to, I want to take this a few steps further because I don't want to just leave you with, with insight. Okay. Thank you. So, you see how the negative thinking actually brings you comfort. I I get that it's, it's distressing and you don't like it and whatever, but can you also see that it brings you like, it's one of the ways you honestly take care of yourself. Can you see how?
1: it is? mm -hmm. No, I I see it. And even when I, when I submitted my question to you, I, I put it like I wrote it. It's like, I feel that without it, I am unsafe Right, because it's been my shield for so long that even on a day that I wake up, feeling, you know, calm and serene and not on guard, it feels weird for me to feel that way. Yeah.
0: Well, it's been your shield, but it's also kept a lot of love out. Right. It's been a block for me. Yeah. Yeah. We can't just shield ourselves from foreseeable hurt. It also Mm. keeps the love and the connection and the joy and the miracles out. So no judgment of it. And it's beautiful that you're having this awareness and you can start to shift it now. The way to shift this, and this is why I'm glad you're working with a coach, because Mm -hmm. a good coach can help you do this, is you want to really identify the payoff you're getting, from the negative thinking, Mm -hmm. which is it protects me, gives me a sense of control. It makes me feel safe. It makes me feel like I'm not going to have the shoe dropped again. Like there's not going to be an Mm -hmm. out of blue kind of erupt, um, separation of some kind, or my life's going to dramatically change or whatever it is. Cause I have a feeling this negative thinking doesn't just show up in relationships. It shows up in other aspects of your life too. Correct? Absolutely. It has. Absolutely. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. when it comes up, It's greeting it with acceptance and going, hi, negative thought. I thank you for protecting me. And you've done such a good job all these years. And could you mind help me come up with a more true thought? I'm not coaching you to get straight to positive thinking because it's too much of a pendulum swing. It's like somebody who just had knee surgery and say, go run a marathon. Nope. Nope. Right. Once you recover from knee surgery, you start with a step. So this is just a step of like, what is true in this moment? So that's going to be important thing for you to ask. What's the truth? What's the truth? What's the truth? And okay. then what I was saying in terms of what a coach can work with you on is identifying the payoff, like I was saying, of safety, mm-hmm. protection, control, all that kind of stuff and find another way to get it because okay. you're going to keep the negative that this, feeling safe. Mm-hmm. Control is an illusion. So, you know, I, I'm not going to coach you to, to something to help you feel in control because we're never totally 100% in control, but feeling right. safe in the world, feeling safe in our own body and feeling like we have dominion over mm-hmm. our choices and our inner experience because we can't control what happens. We can only control what we, how we respond to it. That's okay. Those are all really important survival and life skills they're very healthy psychological feelings and thoughts to have it's important to feel safe it's important to feel like mm-hmm. we have some dominion over our inner experience it's important mm-hmm. to feel like we're we're seen and we're heard and all those kinds of things and that is a 100% inside job yeah so your work from my perspective is some, some inner child work. And this is, I don't know if you've taken my personal mastery course. It would be super great for you with everything that's happening okay. right now, because we okay. go back in time and do a lot of work with the younger parts, because I think okay. there needs to be a conversation between you and that seven-year-old girl, because she's the one okay. that made the decision that this is the way she needed to think about things. Right, And you're right. Okay. She's always in that fight or flight mode because she's constantly on the lookout for danger. Yeah. And one more question. What's your lineage culturally, ethnically? I, yes.
1: Um, I was born here in Miami, Florida, but I am first
0: generation Cuban American. Oh, uh, okay. Yes. Did your parents flee? Did they? Yes. Okay. Yes, they did. Uh, right okay. at the commencement of the revolution. Yes, okay. Because that's the other thing I was feeling. Okay. So, and this is something that you may want to work with some energetic body work, people that have more of a spiritual tool belt. Because the other thing yeah. I'm feeling with you in your fight or flight is it's not your fear. It's almost like a lot of that kind of fight or flight fear was passed down to you.
1: Right. I've been told this before. Oh, okay. Many times, by the way.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, then it's probably accurate.
1: <laughs> so I yeah, would. I mean, it's actually it's 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 amazing that you and I have just met by telephone on a call, first time we speak, and that you were able to see that. <laughs>
0: Oh, well, like I said, you're, you're ready to, to hear some things, you know? So, so that's yeah. the other thing um, that I would suggest in terms of moving forward is okay. part of that anxiety and that fight or flight is, is like a, a generational pattern, cultural imprint. And right. there are beautiful healers and workers that can, can help you clear that. And just like you said, you're, you found your life coach with prayer and intention. You can do the same. You can do the same for this kind of work. And so it's just something that you want to clear and a good way to clear it. And this is also my personal mastery course is just through forgiving beliefs and misunderstandings and doing visualizations where you're cutting cords, you know, and you're cutting cords with your parents. And that, that isn't when we cut cords energetically, we're not cutting the love. We're not cutting the connection. We're just cutting any right. enmeshment, engagement, carrying on their stuff, so on and so forth. And right. oftentimes, when we see our parents fighting or upset in any way, we take on some of their pain as children. It's like we we mm-hmm. we almost try to process it for them. And right. I feel like you did that as a, a, a bit as well. Right. And that's where some of that. Breathlessness, anxiety, fight or flight thing is coming. So it's it's two things. It's never just like one thing, you know. So it's the it's right. divorce and everything that happened, and it's also just this kind of imprint that I feel in you of of like running and not feeling safe and like a constant state of anxiety. And yes, this this is making sense to you. Yes.
1: Yeah. One hundred percent. One hundred percent.
0: Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. So you've got some action steps, just so I know that that you heard me and this is all landing for you. How are you going to work with the negative thinking? Well,
1: in working with the negative thinking, I've taken several steps in creating a a change of inner dialogue with myself Mm -hmm. because I realized that I always felt like something bad is always on the verge of happening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, It's affected me so much to the point that I don't even really get a good night's rest often, you know, mm-hmm. it's very uncommon for me to get a fulfilled night rest without any sleep aids or, mm-hmm. you know, anything of that sort. So um, I've been working a lot already on uh, changing my inner dialogue and changing the way that I speak to myself or of myself. And I, I believe that, I mean, it starts, I guess, with, um,
0: well, let me help you out here um, yeah. because that just sort of reinforces my my feeling that there's just unprocessed trauma in your body. And right. so uh, find someone to help you through this. Personal master would be good. And then also uh, like a somatic therapist, some kind of healers that can help you clear some of this. I just feel if you really ask for your team, (laughs) your team to come forward, you'll find them. But so much of this is just self-soothing, like finding ways to self-soothe yourself, rubbing your arm, cuddling with a stuffed animal. This is where hypnosis is really handy, binaural beats that you can brainwave kind of music that you can just find on Spotify or on YouTube or those kinds of Mm -hmm. things. Please Mm -hmm. release the expectation that you're supposed to just do this all on your own you're not. Okay.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, But there there are moments where I feel like I've done a lot and I've taken in a lot of information and I've, you know, tried to change the way that I see, view, speak, and even treat myself. But sometimes I get to a point where
0: it's almost frustrating because I feel like I'm doing I a lot, you. but I I'm not getting you. to the core of I what's hear you. really happening. I know? get it. I get it. So another yeah. thing I'd recommend is coming to my signature retreat in the spring because it's all experiential okay. and it's exactly for people because I was saying the same thing too. I've done all this work. Yeah. I have all this awareness and many people on the show relate to this or who listen to the show relate yeah. to this, but why isn't exactly. anything changing? So it's time, less less reading and talking about and more... okay you know, personal mastery would be helpful. Like I said, finding a somatic therapist would be really good for you. Those those kinds of things. It's really about getting back in your body and feeling safe in your body. Yeah.
1: It's even gotten to the point sometimes where I've even wanted to get like a chemical test done to check the chemistry of my body or even believe that I was even bipolar and maybe Mm -hmm. needed some kind of psychiatric aid. Because a lot of the physiological symptoms that I feel based off of just thought alone sometimes mm-hmm. just doesn't feel normal for me. Well, you know? you know
0: what? And if 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 going to a licensed clinician, ther- a psychiatrist, psychologist feels self-honoring, mm-hmm. then do it. But do it from the place. And this is the last thing I'll say as we're wrapping up. Do it from okay. the place of I'm taking care of myself, not from a place of fear and expecting something okay. to be wrong. Do it from a place of exploration. And even if you do decide to get on some medication for a short period of time or a long period of time, right. whatever it is, you can do these right. other things as well. So I just mm-hmm. really encourage you to approach this with so much love and curiosity and not from a place of I'm broken. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Beautiful. Danielle made massive connections and had huge insights on this call, and I deeply acknowledge her for that. So before I dive into some of my specifics of the coaching session with Danielle, I just want to reiterate some of the big lessons that came through this call. First, any habituated response, feeling, pattern of behavior that you're currently engaged in was created for a reason, and most likely it was created a long time ago. So if you really want to shift something, you got to get curious about the origin of it. Second, your expectations about what could or could not happen in your life in the present and future are based on what has happened in your past until you consciously choose to update them. Significant life events and or repetitive events trigger us to form beliefs. These beliefs cause us to form expectations about life, others, and ourselves, which ultimately impact our present and create our future. Third, Any so-called negative pattern that we want to change has a payoff or a positive and usually can't be changed overnight and especially can't be changed until we identify what the payoff is and learn how to get it in a more positive way. And finally, what we think keeps us safe actually separates us more from what we want and pushes it away and sabotages it until we actually update our definition of safety. So now let's apply these four things to Danielle's coaching session to hopefully connect some dots for you as well. First, Danielle's initial question was about changing her negative thinking in relationships and dating, but this pattern was not emerging because of dating. The big indicator was that her reaction to things like the constriction in throat, her tightness in chest, to an event like not getting a text back does not match the reality of what's happening. So you get that like Her reaction to the current events did not match the magnitude of current events. It was way bigger. It was an overreaction. Her pattern of negative thinking and expecting the worst began when her parents got divorced. We become so good at patterns that we believe protect us, we don't even realize how much they are operating. And you could tell from the call, Danielle finally had that huge realization in our session. Second, her expectation about a relationship not working out comes from seeing her parents' marriage not working out and the expectation that she couldn't trust the good because it would just end. Third, the payoff, even though it was hard for her to see at first, of the negative thinking and the sabotaging and the obsessing over things gave her a feeling of safety and also control. And finally, what she thought was keeping her safe, the negative thinking, expecting the worst, that in her words shielded her from another massive expectation hangover, actually was sabotaging her relationships and keeping love out. I also want to talk about the analogy of the roller coaster I used. I use this for a couple reasons. First, I love to get people out of their stories and help them create a different picture to illustrate a concept. Our brains learn so much better when it can picture something or it has a reference point. Luckily, the image that dropped in for me to use was something that Danielle could relate to. She liked roller coasters. And as an aside for the coaches and therapists out there, if she'd never been on a roller coaster, I would have picked a different analogy to use that she could actually relate to and have a reference point with. So the roller coaster illustrated the concept that her physiological response, the excitement, the anticipation, the adrenaline she was feeling on the way up was caused by what she was expecting to happen, was caused by her anticipation. On the way up, everything is created by the mind because of what you're expecting to happen. This is key. Your thinking is creating so much of your suffering. So let me say that again. Your thinking is creating so much of your suffering. So if you want to change your suffering, you've got to change your thinking, especially when it comes to your expectations. So also, while it's important not to be a victim of your life or get stuck in your story so much so that your past becomes an excuse or scapegoat for why you don't have what you want, it is important to acknowledge it and really understand how it's impacting you. By examining her past and really looking at the events that were forming her expectations, we were able to get to the root of why she was sabotaging. The other reason she was sabotaging is because sabotaging gave her a sense of control, Her parents' divorce was very unexpected. It felt very out of control for her. So she fears anything coming out of the blue. So if she can just use her negative thinking and her obsessive thinking to sabotage it, then it's ending and it's sad, but at least it's not coming out of the blue. So it gives her a false sense of control. Last thing I want to mention before I go into takeaways is to really release the expectation that you're supposed to figure yourself out and heal all this stuff completely on your own. None of us are on our own. And especially those of us who felt like we had to grow up early, become an adult early, maybe we're an only child, had a kind of on-your-own experience as a child, I see a lot of that on your own experiencers as a child, often try to feel like they have to fight through all this on their own and you don't reach out, get help, get support like I encourage Danielle to do. So some takeaways for you, watch what you affirm with your thoughts. You heard in this call, there were a lot of times I course corrected Danielle's language so she'd stop reaffirming what she didn't want. Second, get curious about your past so you can see how it's impacting your presence, especially in terms of what you're expecting in your life. So what were the repetitive events or significant life events in your past that caused certain expectations and what were those expectations and how are they affecting your life now? Anything that you would label as negative or a pattern you want to change, identify the payoff and find a way to get that payoff in a more positive way. Always approach your growth, your development, your healing with love and curiosity. Don't be afraid to reach out for support. And if you resonated with a lot of what came up in my coaching session with Danielle, my personal mastery course would be a great next step for you. This is the most comprehensive personal development course I could create online. And now we're also back in the community. I'm doing monthly live coaching calls. It's a great way to be part of a like-minded community, get more content and teaching from me, and have access to not only me on the coaching calls, but the coaches that work with me come in and coach. They're on the Facebook page. You get a lot of support. So for more info on that, go to christinehassler.com slash mastery. Or you can always email jill at christinehassler.com. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. If you found value in this show, please share it with others. Until next time, so much love and many blessings. Thank you for listening to Over at Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehassler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode.